Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Business in Bentonville. My name is Andy Wilson, and I'm the Executive Director of Doing Business in Bentonville, and I'm so excited today, my guest, Kim Sousa. Kim, welcome. Thank you. It is so good to have you in our studio, and we have so much to talk about today. Uh, and I want to say up front, though, uh, how much I appreciate you being here and I love your articles. I read all of your articles off of LinkedIn, and I read them on the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal. And Kim is a senior analyst journalist for Northwest Arkansas Business Journal. So awesome. Great job. Thank you, Andy. I like your publication. Uh, I, I always find your articles very interesting, and that brings us to why you're here. Good deal. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to talk two things, everyone, today. One, we're going to talk innovation. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear what Kim's going to share uh, about innovation. And then we're going to talk supply chain. And, of course, as you know, this all e equals omni-channel. Wow. And, you know, at the Doing Business in Bentonville, our focus is around omni-channel. And Kim is in uh expert becoming a, quite an expert on that topic and so we're going to hear all about it but kim uh, let's get started sure okay so you asked me to talk about walmart's omnichannel push and i will just start by giving you some statistics on why omnichannel is the future of retail harvard business review says 73 percent of shoppers today in the united states use multiple channels. They shop by phone or online, and they also shop in stores. That's a vast majority, as you know. Google also found 85% of consumers often start with one way of shopping, say their mobile phone in the bed in the morning, and they finish it at their desk or they go pick it up um, at the store after work. So this is the future of retail. Walmart is front and center of this, and they're pushing their suppliers to get on board and get on board quickly. Walmart recently held their investor conference in Florida, and they spent the majority of the two days taking the investment community around Florida, showing them all of the innovation that they've invested in from highly automated distribution centers, fulfillment centers, to stores, that do a better job of picking your orders. Um, Walmart has boldly said by 2025 or 2026 that 65%, 65% of their stores will be served by automation and 55% of the packages that move through its fulfillment centers will go through automation. And though that automation is going to help Walmart reduce its costs by 20%. That's huge to the bottom line, Andy. You know, you know that. Let's just take a step back. What you just said is so important, not only to the supplier, but also to ultimately the customer. And you know what's interesting is that what Walmart is doing is what Walt, what Sam Walton taught all of us is that the supplier and Walmart has the same customer. Absolutely. We have the same customer. Now, that's that's a huge statistics that you talked about. And uh, and now talk a bit uh, and cuz I cause I know that that was a great article that you, you that you wrote about it and 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 uh, you know a phenomenal uh, 
dump of information, if you will, to the consumer about where Walmart is going. And I know I want you to talk about that. But you said something too about that Walmart they're going to they're going to use automation to uh, actually fulfill the customer's needs with more intelligent and and connect omnichannel network. Talk talk more about that. Well, right. Um, Walmart is using the automation end to end. Um, it's in the stores. Um, they're using AI to help your personal shopper pick that perfect avocado for your guacamole tonight. You know, it has to feel like the back of your hand or it won't make good avo- make guacamole tonight. Not a hard one that's not going to be ready for three days. I want the guacamole tonight. Walmart is using AI to train its pickers to do that. Well, they're, they're using AI in the source to train the pickers how to... Um, make the right substitution if a particular item is out of stock. So they're using it at that granular level. They're also using it um, in by drone delivery to get that order to you. They're using it in their fulfillment centers to pack that order in 30 minutes with 100% accuracy and get it out the door. Um, they're using automation end-to-end in their business so that so that they are able to serve that customer whenever and however they want. Now, Andy, Walmart did something critical about three years ago, two, two and a half years ago, to get to this point. They merged their customer-facing technology, their orange app and their blue app, and they merged their merchandising teams, their merchant teams, their vendor, uh, their buyer teams, and that whole organization, they did that so that they had the category buyer for something like um, suntan lotion can now see by all the suntan lotion that the retailer sells, no matter who's buying it, your mobile phone or from your laptop or if you're going in the store to get it for your beach trip. Walmart doesn't care who's buying it. They want one merchant to oversee the whole category that was huge yes because the business had been siloed before that and you the the merchant um really couldn't see the whole picture right of the consumer right. now we know those lines are blurred and that shopper in store is also the one who shops online so why shouldn't the same buyer be serving you know that same person you know that makes so much sense because one of the big issues that any retailer may have is in stock at a certain yeah. level. And you, as a consumer, as a customer, if we purchase it online, if we purchase it in a store, if it's delivered, if it's picked up, or we're shopping in brick and mortar, it's all about in stock. And merging the merchandisers that oversee all of the omnichannel experience, if you will, yes, that makes so much sense. Well, it does. You can sell it if you don't have it. Right. And there's nothing that will make a customer more angry than to put it in their cart, their virtual Mm -hmm. cart, and then before they can check out, it's gone. You know, they can't complete the purchase. Or to to make the effort to drive to a store, find a parking spot, and go in and it not be there. Um, Walmart never wants that to happen again. They had a plethora of that in the pandemic. Right. Um. So Walmart has done those two fundamental things, investing in the innovation and also merging the merchandising teams 
to see the business as omni, um, those two things are piloting it, piloting it toward being a true omni-channel retailer. You know, I think you said something in an article, uh, and I'm not, I think I'm going to quote you here, uh, a quote from Tom Mars at Walmart uh, said something about the closest store is uh, to you is the is the device in your pocket yeah, or something Tom, like that. Tom Ward yeah. said that. He said the closest store to a customer is the one in their pocket. That makes Hello. so much sense. Yeah, <laughs> that does. makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, we all shop from our phones today, even us esteemed at the esteemed ages we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. We shop from our phones. We do. And that experience um, means everything. Um, Walmart has done a good job trying to make that a good experience. Um, that takes money. That takes talent. They've spared no expense at, at investing in this. It's going to pay dividends in the future. Something else that um, Walmart is doing is working to deploy their inventory closer to the end user. Um, as you know, Andy, the, the the most expensive leg of the supply chain is the final mile, that, that getting it to the customer. Walmart learned some valuable lessons during the pandemic that having enough inventory in the right places means sales, means everything. And they are building more um, distribution centers, uh, fulfillment centers, and they're building these micro-fulfillment centers like the one at Store 100 in Bentonville to do two things, to get that inventory closer to the end user because that saves them money on delivery and also to get the pickers out of the store so that the people who come in the store can shop without having to shop around pickers picking eight orders at a time. I don't know if that's been a frustration for you, but it's been a frustration for me sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so Walmart notices that. So they're, they're looking at these micro-fulfillment centers as a way to clear the stores of the pickers and also get that product closer to the end user. Mm. They serve... I think a twenty mile radius out of that, out of that uh, micro fulfillment center. I think you're correct. Yes. So those are some big initiatives that Walmart is undertaking to, to become a predominant omni-channel retailer. Well, and at the and at the end of the day, it's really about the customer. Sure. Uh, it's about in stock. It's about having that pro having that product having that product priced correctly. But most important thing, as you know, is is having in stock in the in the store. And I, I love the innovation that you that uh, Walmart talked about. Now, what else did Walmart talk about, Kim, around innovations that they're working on? Uh, well, what else have they done? They have um, purchased Alert Technologies. They purchased them in, um, I believe, October of last year. Alert uh, was the ones who put the the. Uh, automated pickup in store 5260 in Rogers. It's that giant picking machine. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> they built out that store and there's yeah. a giant, uh, giant automated robot yeah. in that space that picks orders mm -hmm. and packs orders for that store. Um, they're doing, they bought that technology and brought it in house mm -hmm. so that they can more effectively and efficiently scale that at the high velocity stores. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Walmart and suppliers also have critical decision to make at this time when investment is needed. They have to decide, do they build it, do they buy it, or do they borrow it or try it from someone else? Mm -hmm. And you see Walmart doing that, all three. Right. They bought Alert Technologies. Many times they build their own systems. Uh, they built their own online grocery pickup system. They built that in-house. Um, many times they partner with companies like NAP um, who are who are outfitting these high-velocity uh, distribution centers, fulfillment centers that are essentially a floor-to-ceiling vending machine. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and they right. pick and pack products in mm -hmm. 30 minutes and get them out the door. So um, they're building, they're buying, and they're partnering. They're doing all of those things. Suppliers are going to need to figure out where they, how they maneuver that as well because just as Walmart is investing in omnichannel, suppliers have the same, you know, the same initiatives going on. Right. You know, su suppliers. Um, you know, I I had um, uh, I'm having Andy Murray. Uh, he's going to be speaking in uh, soon, and uh, and we'll have that podcast. And and Andy's going to talk about the supplier piece about. It. He's going to talk about in depth the Walmart Connect piece of that. So we're going to do that, but. Before we move off innovation, um, you know, I thought your article was extremely uh, uh, accurate and, and very valuable. And one of the things I'm going to quote uh, on the article because I want to get it so correct. Uh, but you said one of the things you said that, you know, Walmart is, is, is working on three key building blocks. And, and number one is sales growth from its omnichannel business model. Yes. You know, uh, Omnichannel, and that's the focus of doing business in Bentonville. We're very focused on the omnichannel experience. We're bringing people, experts like yourself in to talk about that. So not only can the suppliers learn learn on the omnichannel, but we can also share uh, information for the consumer to the customer too. So number one, I liked your point. Walmart's going to focus on sales growth. Very, very important. And they're going to use the omnichannel model to do that, which is the integration of everything we've talked about from shopping in the brick, brick and mortar, from online, ordering online, a pickup, delivery, or a drone dropping it down from the sky. So we're, all of that is in the omnichannel. Yes. It's, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? It is. You it's know? incredibly exciting to be in retail. And then the other thing you talked about was diversifying revenue streams through improved category merchandise mix. And you know, I think a key uh, is is our Walmart's focus on diversifying. There's not just one way to do this business anymore. No, that's exact exactly right. Yeah, and then the third thing is that scaling, uh, proven high return investments to improve operating margins. You know, all of this as you said, Walmart started years ago preparing for this moment. You know, and and Walmart is a leader in this. And if, if I was another retailer today, uh, I would be focused in watching what's taking place in Walmart because they are, as always, cutting edge on the technology. So um, I, think, I think that it was a, I think the innovation is that we get to see close up yes. here in Northwest Arkansas, um, uh, yeah, I think if you, you don't live here, you should come visit, uh, right? <laughs> Maybe move here. It's a pretty great place to live. But the innovation in, uh, that's going to take place is going to be something like we've probably never seen, but it's going to be so phenomenal for the consumer. 
Well, it is, and it's it's a lot. It's been a long time coming. But like I said, the pandemic really opened the eyes of everyone. They realized that they needed to have a different model than the just-in-time inventory model right. that they had right. prior to that. Right. And it worked for years. It helped right. Walmart save millions. But, right. but just-in-time was not enough during the pandemic when demand went through the roof right. and there wasn't enough supply for right. people to buy. Right. Um, Walmart and, and its suppliers, I'm not saying that they will ever carry enough inventory to keep that from happening again, right. but you can bet they're going to have a better read on where their inventory is, they're going to know where it is, and they're going to know how to get it from places besides China. That's right. And it's going to be, you're right, the inventory is going to be closer to those stores, yes. no question about it, or into the customer. And, what you know, with 4,000-plus uh, facilities, uh, uh, Walmart has a lot of fulfillment opportunities for that customer. Well, you know, they're using stores to fulfill right. orders more than ever before. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, used to, it hadn't been that long ago, Andy, that Walmart was just meet. Mainstream media was just, I mean, demoralizing Walmart because of their clunky big stores. Right. Uh, it was the, the albatross around their neck. Right. Wow. Have times have yeah. changed. Right. Now you see everybody wanting stores. Yeah. Uh, maybe not forty six hundred yeah. unless you're Dollar General and you want twenty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But they have a different model. Right. But um, Walmart stores have been crucial to its ability to become the consummate omni retailer right. because its stores are fulfillment centers, right. and ninety. Less percent of the population lives something between seven and ten miles to a Walmart right. store. Um, more and more people are going to get things by drone. Um, Walmart has said their in-home business is growing. People who get their groceries brought right into the house and, you know, milk and eggs go right into the refrigerator. That business is growing um, Walmart can't do that without its stores close to the people That's right. and its product close to the people. Right. Um, so. Well, I think we've had, I think that there's going to be so much more you're going to be writing about innovation. Sure. I know it's going to be continually changing. You're going to stay on top of that, Kim. So thank you. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Uh, again, my guest today was Kim Sousa, Senior Analyst Journalist for Northwest Arkansas Business Journal. It's always great to have you today. And thank you all for joining us today and continue to go to our website, uh, Doing Business in Bentonville, uh, NWA or dbbnwa.com. And you'll find our latest articles, our podcasts, and a ton of information about doing business in Bentonville. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great day.